You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in on a Friday edition of the podcast. Going to switch gears up a little bit today and talk a lot of BYU hoops. I'll have some BYU football notes for you here later on, but the main focus today will be the Cougar Cagers on the hardwoods. The announcement coming out yesterday with the non-conference schedule. Mark Pope talked with the media yesterday about the new schedule for the Cougars, his hopes of finishing it this year, and a whole lot more. We'll get to it ahead on today's show. Today's podcast brought to you in part by our good friends at Built Bar, as well as All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you a little bit more about both of them later on in the podcast. All right, without further ado, let's get into it here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for November 13th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on a Friday edition of the show. If, if you haven't done so already, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button so you never miss an episode of this podcast as we talk about the Cougars daily. I mean that. We're here Monday through Friday and even more than that oftentimes. But hope you all are doing well once again. Kicking off today's show, we're under two weeks until BYU opens up their conference, or excuse me, the non-conference slate of their college basketball season. The season opener scheduled for Wednesday, November 25th. A lot of people were wondering when the Cougars would actually announce their non-conference schedule. Well, that news came yesterday afternoon by way of Mark Pope, as well as an assist from assistant coach in charge of scheduling, Nick Robinson. We were on a media call when they announced the schedule. So without further ado, here you go. Mark Pope, as well as Nick Robinson, announcing BYU's non-conference schedule. So Wednesday night, the 25th, we play Westminster at home. Thursday night, the 26th, we play New Orleans at home. Oh, wait, hold on. Come on. What am I doing? I don't, I, are we on the right side? What, what am I doing? So listen, I'm not going to announce this. Coach Robinson has been slaving away at this for the last five months. The most epically challenging schedule ever. So go, you read them. And then on Saturday, November 28th versus Utah Valley. <laughs> then on Tuesday, December 1st at Mohegan Sun, USC. Then on Thursday, December 3rd, we'll play either Yukon or Vanderbilt. Then Saturday, December 5th, we'll be on the road at Utah State in Logan. Then t- uh, Wednesday, December 9th, Uh, versus Boise State at home. Then Saturday, December 12th, versus Utah at home. And then uh, Friday, uh, after exams, we've got uh, December 18th at San Diego State. Uh, Quick turnaround Monday, uh, December 21st, versus Texas Southern. And then Wednesday, December 23rd at Vivint versus Weber State. And that's our non-conference schedule. Let's go. Let's get up, Coach Robinson! So there you go. Some fun hijinks with Coach Robinson as well as Coach Pope as they announced the non-conference schedule. And when I tweeted this out, I put it out on social media. There were a couple of responses saying, we're the quote-unquote blue bloods on BYU's schedule. Okay, folks, let's be clear about one thing. BYU is 
similar to football in basketball has been trying to put together a non-conference schedule for months now. They didn't necessarily know when the season was ultimately going to start. They didn't know if it was going to start. Who knows if it actually ultimately gets played out. We can discuss that at another point in today's podcast. But there are so many storylines with this that all things considered, BYU's schedule, I feel like, is pretty dang good considering the circumstances they find themselves in. So let's take a minute and look at the schedule. So BYU will kick off the season and they will do so against Westminster. Westminster, a Division II opponent. And BYU, I think, realized, you know what? Any game is better than no game, so they're going to open up with the Griffins from up in Salt Lake City, and they'll follow it up Thanksgiving night, so Wednesday night, the night before Thanksgiving against Westminster, they'll follow up the next night with a home game against New Orleans. New Orleans obviously not the stoutest opponent, and then they'll finish up the week with a third game in four days when they take on UVU, a crosstown rivalry, the... The rivalry between these two programs, I think a little more intense now that Mark Pope coached at both programs. Mark Madsen will be bringing his team across town to take on the Cougars. And I think that's a great opening slate of games for BYU. I think it allows guys to really kind of settle in to their rotations, what they're trying to do. But then the real gauntlet begins. Over the next, what I would call three weeks, it's probably about, I think it's 19 days technically, BYU will head back to the Mohegan Sun in Connecticut and play USC on December 1st, and then follow that up two days later with a game against either UConn or Vanderbilt. Those are two huge games in terms of BYU getting quality non-conference wins. As All three of those programs are very, very good. They are blue bloods in the purest sense of the word. And I know USC probably a little different with them being a college football power, but they're still a power five opponent. So a win over the Trojans as well as a win over the Huskies and or the Commodores will be a big time result for BYU. And then they follow that up immediately with a quick trip up to Logan to take on Utah State. Craig Smith has done a great job with the Aggies program. There will not be a cakewalk up there in the spectrum. Then they come back home to face off against Boise State. And Mark Pope yesterday, speaking with the media, actually said he thought that Boise State might be BYU's toughest game on the schedule this year. Boise State has the preseason Mountain West Conference Player of the Year on their roster. They are a fringe top 25 team right now. The Broncos are going to be a very tough opponent. It's nice to have BYU facing them at home. And then the Cougars on December 12th will face off against the University of Utah at the Marriott Center. Of course, trying to get some revenge for last year when they lost in overtime up there in the Huntsman Center. And then they'll finish off that gauntlet, what I, what I called the gauntlet, on December 18th. They'll take essentially a week off for final exams. And then they'll have a road game at San Diego State. That six-game stretch, I count that right, that six-game stretch will really make or break BYU's non-conference and or uh, non, what am I trying to say, the, the, the resume that they're trying to put together for the NCAA tournament. Those six games will determine if BYU has a strong report card come NCAA selection time and you win the majority of those games, I think you're going to have a pretty good shot. BYU will finish up non-conference play with two other games. December 21st will take on Texas Southern. Texas Southern, a SWAC team who is not very good traditionally, so BYU should roll there. And then they'll finish things up with a neutral site game up at Vivint Smart Home Arena on December 23rd against Weber State. The Wildcats a little bit of a rebuild mode under Randy Ray. Hoping to have a better season this year than they did a year ago, but BYU, it's another rivalry in-state game when they take on the Wildcats up there in Salt Lake City. So 
All things considered, like I said, I really feel like BYU's got a pretty stout non-conference schedule. I think they'll have their work cut out for them because they are going to have to be on point, especially that three-week stretch there from December 1st to December 19th or 18th, excuse me. They have to be on point. Those six games, I, I can't reiterate it enough, those six games will determine if BYU has a strong chance of making the NCAA tournament as an at-large bid because you have to have those wins on the schedule. So, yeah, I just a simple fact is that BYU's just got to be ready for those games. So we'll be tracking that for you guys. Looking forward to seeing BYU basketball on the court once again. Second year under Mark Pope, what can they do with a bunch of transfers and newcomers to this team? Well, we're all about to find out. We're just over 10 days away from today. We'll be talking about it, recapping that, in addition to BYU football. And very excited to see that team back out there on the court. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll catch up on some of the news and notes around the BYU basketball program, courtesy of Coach Pope. Some great thoughts of new signing Jake Whalen, as well as what he thinks of the season's chances of being played out. He's very cautious about this, considering some news about another conference in college basketball that just nixed all of their college basketball season. We'll get to all of that here in just a moment. Today's podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Built Bar, guys. I tell you a lot about this company, but I mean it sincerely when I say these are the best tasting protein bars on the market. If you're trying to lose weight or maintain your weight, trying to gain weight in the weight room, no matter where you're at, Built Bar is the perfect solution for you guys. They're soft and easy to chew. They taste legitimately like a candy bar. And with 18 different flavors, you cannot go wrong. You will find a flavor, I guarantee it, that you will enjoy. That's what I love about Built Bar. They are the best. I mean it sincerely. I want you guys to go check it out. All of their bars are low calorie, low sugar, but high protein, high fiber. They're the perfect complement if you're on the keto diet, but essentially they're perfect for anybody who's health conscious, guy or gal. They are a fantastic option to add to your diet. They're a daily staple in mine. I want to encourage you guys to check them out. You can go to BuiltBar.com to learn more about them if you want more information. But while you're there, use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You'll save 20% on your next order. Yes, 20% off Built Bar by going to BuiltBar.com and using that promo code locked on. I mean it when I say this. I crave Built Bars. I'm sure you guys will too. Give them a shot. BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code locked on. Save yourself 20% and enjoy the best tasting protein bars on the market. All right, folks, let's catch up on some other news and notes coming out of BYU basketball availability yesterday. A lot of people are wondering about Wyatt Lowell's status. He had shoulder surgery similar to what Gavin Baxter underwent last year, and Baxter returned in about the four-month time frame when it's usually a four- to six-month recovery. Well, Coach Pope updated us yesterday in the media on the status of Wyatt Lowell as well as passing along another tidbit about injury news. So here you go on that front. We have just about everybody available. So Wyatt Lowell is really, really close. Um, uh, you know, Towns and Triple um, hurt his shoulder, so he's going to be out for a while. He will not be available to start. Uh, Wyatt is going to be touch and go. You know, he's going to he's going to meet the four mark four month minimum standard here uh, just in a few days. Then it's a matter of trying to see if you know if he can get comfortable with contact. Um, but right now. Uh, we have everybody else is expected to be available. We got a lot of practice between now and then. So we'll, we'll knock on wood and keep our fingers crossed. That's some great news to hear with regards to Wyatt Lowell to hear that he is, quote, really, really close, unquote, to returning to the BYU lineup. What I love about Wyatt Lowell is he is a mismatch in every sense of the word. He's six foot ten and can play on the wing. Most opposing wings, what are they, six four, six five, and they're trying to take on a guy who's five inches taller than them? 
That's a mismatch. Additionally, he also has the ability to play on the interior. If he's smaller guys on him, he'll go post him up and take care of business that way. He can really stroke the three. I really like what he brings to BYU's lineup, and getting him back only makes BYU all the more dangerous. So that's good to hear. Townsend Triple, it is disappointing to hear that he has a shoulder injury of his own that'll keep him out for a while, but here's hoping at some point he'll be able to return to the lineup. He think he's a pretty underrated addition to BYU's roster despite being a walk-on. He's got the ability to play, folks. He did so in the high school ranks up there in Idaho and obviously was hoping to prove that early on in his BYU career, and it looks like it'll have to wait for a little while. Other notes coming out is Jake Whalen recently signed his national letter of intent earlier this week with the BYU basketball program. The Timview product, really an interesting player. Mark Pope broke down what he sees from Jake Whalen, and I made me actually kind of sit up and pay attention because I thought of Waylon as one type of player in my personal opinion, but apparently coach Pope thinks otherwise. I'll tell you about this, this young man. So I saw him play a bunch of times last year and I just had in my mind that he was, you know, someday going to kind of grow into a power forward. And I was like, he's a good player. He's going to be a good player and he's going to be a problem. And then I watched a bunch of film on him from, from the spring and the summer we weren't allowed to go out and he's playing up one and the two. And more importantly, he's guarding the one and the two at six, seven, six, eight, maybe six, nine by the time he's done and uh, handling the ball against pressure and, and feels, uh, you know, it doesn't feel like you can take his ball and he's a capable shooter. He's just got so much length and, and laterally and straight ahead and backwards. His feet are so terrific. I think, I think this kid has a chance to be a really, really special player. Um, you know, he's going to serve his mission uh, as soon as he graduates. And he's just got to, you just don't see a lot of guys like him when you start thinking about him as a one or a two, um, uh, as a three or a four, he's going to be a problem as a one or two. He has the potential of being a massive problem. Like, like the type of guy that you don't see walk around very much. So we're really, really excited about Jake. So going back to my comments just a little bit ago about Wyatt Lowell being a, a defensive mismatch in terms of teams, not being able to defend him or him being able to take advantage of how different teams defend him well it sounds like according to coach pope jake whalen the same way capable of playing four different spots on the court in his mind depending on how his uh, progression goes in terms of his body adding weight that type of stuff that's actually a very positive thing to hear you like to see versatile guys out there and it looks like jake whalen is a versatile athlete he's six foot seven 180 pounds seemingly i think probably listed a little heavier than he actually is but he'll go on a mission then join the byu basketball program And as i said earlier this week on the podcast i'm really excited to see this young man in a byu uniform He's got great ties to the university. He's a legacy product, and I think he'll be a fantastic addition to BYU once he joins the roster here in a few years. But I think this is a good addition for the roster for BYU for Mark Pope and looking down the road here is if he plays the one, the two, the three, or the four, well, guess what? Any of those positions are absolutely in need, but the versatility is what you like considering he can play all those different positions, it appears, according to Coach Pope. One final note here, and yesterday, some uh, I guess what we called negative news came out. The Ivy League, which plays in Division One basketball, canceled their entire winter sports season. That includes men's and women's basketball. They will not be playing basketball this winter in the Ivy League. 
A lot of people took to Twitter to react to it. I didn't as well. And that actually happened while we were on the media call, the Zoom call with Coach Pope. So I asked him the question, Coach, this is coming across with regards to the Ivy League. What is your concern that your season could be in jeopardy at some point here? And what do you think in terms of actually finishing it out? Here's what he had to say in response. Yeah, I mean, we always have fear. Listen, um, you know, I've said this a lot, so please don't uh, make this more than it is because I understand the incredible, um, you know, the, 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 the awful impact that this pandemic is having on the world right now. I understand that. Um, and I'm not trying to downplay any of that. That's, that is what it is. Right. But, but our experience in the spring, uh, there's none of us that are not scarred from, you know, being 48 hours away from selection Sunday. And, and these guys haven't fought for years to kind of achieve the chance to go play. And then it just getting ripped away in an unpredictable way. So we're, it's very sobering. We understand, uh, that, 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 you know, um, every day we get to be on this court is a gift. These guys are approaching it that way. We've scheduled that way. And um, so it's really sobering to think about. But with that said, um, you know, I, I am so incredibly grateful for the leadership of Tom Homo and Brian Santiago and Liz um, in the sense of what a, what a tragedy if BYU football hadn't had a chance to be what they are right now. And, and whereas, you know, for whatever reason, everybody else in the Western United States kind of backed away, Tom kind of forged forward and said, we're going to find a way to do this safely for our athletes. And they've been able to do that. And those athletes have had a chance now to be a top 10 ranked team for the first time in a long time. And, and we got a young man who's having such an a bunch of them, but this Zach Wilson, who's having a, a season of a lifetime right now and has put himself in a position to change his life forever. And, and you just, there's also a cost to those guys not having a chance to do that. Right. And so I'm so grateful for the leadership we have here at BYU. I think it's, I think what Tom has done is, is, um, has put him in a position, uh, where, where, um, there's an awful lot of universities, especially in the Western United States that are like, man, uh, you know, those guys are really fortunate and blessed to have Tom Homo leading that program and doing it safely and doing it wisely and doing it bravely. I like what Coach Pope had to say there. He says, you know what? We were scarred by what happened during the spring. Obviously, they were looking forward to an NCAA tournament berth, looking like a pretty high seed in that tournament had it played out and it all got canceled on them. So I do think there is some PTSD to not use that term lightly. Trust me, I'm not trying to use it lightly, but they do have some scars, as he said, about what happened with that. But he also talked about the fact, you know what? BYU football has powered through this thing. And he talked about the fact that Zach Wilson has become a national sensation. The football program in its right own right has been a sensation as well he said that wouldn't have happened had this team not gone out and played and he's hopeful you can tell by the tone in his voice that the BYU basketball program will be playing sports this fall and will be participating in games I think that's a positive thing to take away from this the Cougars are doing things the right way I think the West Coast Conference as a whole is trying to do things the right way here's hoping that as they go through this, they're able to keep the flexibility alive in terms of having to adjust because there will be games that are affected by COVID-19. I will say that right now. You will see games either postponed and or outright canceled in college hoops this year, probably for BYU 
because of COVID-19 concerns, whether it's on their end or their opponent's end. You cannot, you just cannot escape it, I don't think. But you got to stay flexible. You got to stay pliable. You got to be able to adjust on the fly. And you know what? Just play out the season as best you possibly can because that's all we're hoping for. And the Ivy League closing up shop for the winter is disappointing, but that's just one of many college basketball leagues. Here's hoping the other 350 or so teams are able to finish their seasons to pretty large degree and we get to see them on the court especially with the cougars so very interesting thoughts and big thank you to mark pope for taking the time to speak with the media does so each week it's good to hear from him and one of my favorite favorite interviews in the byu athletic department as it stands currently all right coming up here in just a moment we'll have some byu football notes we need to get to in terms of what we're looking at next week when the cougars take on north alabama who will actually be in attendance we'll talk about that and a whole lot more we'll get to that here in just a moment but it is friday and on fridays here on the podcast we talk with seth baird the owner of all guard pest control about what he is trying to help our listeners out with with pest control needs and answer your guys questions seth how are you sir i'm doing good i'm doing good another week down and of course our weekly conversations here on the podcast are always fun you got two questions this week on the podcast and we'll start off with ethan here first ethan's question this week is what can he as a homeowner do to prevent pests from getting in their house in the first place um there's a few things you could do on as a homeowner and it really depends on the pest at the same time on different types of years uh one of the biggest things you could do is kind of even watch uh the foundation of your home just around there especially the three feet area make sure with you have more bushes and stuff um right against your home you're gonna always gonna have a little bit more right next to your house with kind of the rock pile that's gonna be a lot of stuff and that's one thing uh slow drips or anything that could bring in like water moisture in the soil mix your house you could have a whole lot more air wigs in the in with that at the same time the biggest thing uh kind of watch your small areas where stuff could kind of kind of come in um especially like where your air conditioner vent comes in um because that's where mice will come in quite a bit at the same time so there, there's the ways you can seal that up okay. um at the same time very cool. Uh, and then the other question we've got this week comes in from Nate. And that one is a question about, I am having mice problems. They seem to get worse during the winter months. What can he do about that problem? Um, yeah, so there's a few different things. This can go back to the old question, just that the mice issues. Uh, first thing you could do to help them from coming during the winter, because this is the time they do come in, is once again, check the exterior. When I said the air conditioner unit's a huge way to come in for the homes, they could chew through that. A lot of the the most contractors will kind of fill that up with the silicone caulking. Mm-hmm. So with the heat and the cold, that will kind of crack out, but it's an easy way to come in. Best thing there is to get some of that insulation foam and spray that around where the air conditioner line comes in. Make sure your garage door is shut. Um, also, check around the gas line. A mouse can fit through a hole smaller than a number two pencil. The ribs are just so flexible. Um, are you serious so about get, that? Yeah. So, I, I mean, they, they they might look big and stuff, but they're made to survive. And so they could squeeze through something smaller than a number two pencil, no problem. Holy smokes. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. Anyways, I didn't want to derail you. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no. It's all, well, it is. I found that interesting when I first came up. 
learn that at the same time. Um, and, but with mice, I mean, you might, if it's one or two, you might be able to catch a few with just traps um, at the same time. Um, but if it's more than one or two, then the mice will start avoiding the traps all come completely together. So you got to kind of be a little bit wary with the mice. I know a lot of people have those plug-in things uh, with the ultrasonic things. Those might work for the first week and they kind of fall out. Even people that do use those, um, I would suggest kind of plugging them in for a few days and unplugging them again. Unplug them again, so they won't get used to it. You kind of kind of switch that up, but with the bait we, that we do use, we do use the bait safest stuff there is. We do use it in daycares, hospitals, kennels, restaurants. Um, it will totally eradicate any mice. And any treatment we do, one-time treatment with mice, it will have a ninety-day guarantee with it at the same time. Well, fantastic, Seth. Where can people get a hold of you guys? Uh, first of all, our probably our first number is 801-851-1812. And you could always find us on the info net at uh, allguardpestcontrols.com. And we're also on Facebook and uh, Instagram at the same time under All Guard Pest Control. Fantastic. Love having you guys on board. We'll do our monthly giveaway next week. How about that? That sounds like a plan. All right, Seth. Thanks again for checking in. We're looking forward to next week talking with you already, okay? All right. Thank you, Jake. You have a good one. As we round out this Friday edition of the show and round out the week here on the podcast, wanted to run down a note that came out from BYU Athletics yesterday, and that is in regards to next week's BYU football game against North Alabama. Uh, BYU put out a statement yesterday in support of the state of Utah's increased measures to slow the spread of COVID-19. The BYU-North Alabama football game on Saturday, November 21st, will have limited attendance at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Players and coaches' families will be the only fans permitted to attend. They will be required to follow the current attendance protocol in place, including physically distant seating between households and the wearing of masks. The game will be televised nationally on BYU TV and streamed on ESPN3 at 1 p.m. Mountain Time. No determination has been made at this point regarding attendance for the BYU-San Diego State game on Saturday, December 12th. The university will continue to provide additional information as it comes available. I don't think this is surprising considering all the new mask mandates and everything that went in from the government of the state of Utah earlier this week. But I'm glad, and that's at the bare minimum, players and coaches' families are going to be in attendance. I thought that should have been the case this entire season, regardless of other fans were allowed to go to the games or not. I'm glad they were able to get that in terms of that, I guess we would call it concession, to get the players and coaches' families in attendance. I get these players and coaches, they understand the risks associated with COVID-19. They're also trying to keep their family members safe. And I think these families are smart about it too. They understand what they're trying to do. Their sons, their fathers, their husbands, whatever it might be. They understand what they're trying to accomplish here with an 8-0 football team. So it's fantastic to see that BYU is allowing these players and coaches' families to attend. And I get that it's disappointing as a BYU football fan that you will not be able to attend the game. But you know what? Sit at home, watch the game, root on the Cougars from there, and who knows? I haven't heard with regards to the media how that might change for us because, like I said, there's an increased uh, measures to slow that spread of COVID-19, so I do wonder how it will affect us in the media, maybe even less media being able to attend. Who knows? But disappointing that BYU fans not in attendance in mass, but the good news is players and coaches' families will be allowed to attend, and I think at the bare minimum, 
that's what should be done. All right, that's going to do it for today's edition of the show. It's a blast to be with you guys each and every day. Love doing this podcast. Hope you guys have had a great week joining us each and every day. It's been a blast to be with you guys. It's kind of disappointing, honestly, to not think we have a game tomorrow, but enjoy the games this weekend. Looking forward to next week already. Looking forward to seeing the Cougars improve to 9-0 when they take on North Alabama. We'll get you ready for that on a Monday edition of the show and carrying on all throughout next week. Some great comments I'm sure will be had from BYU players and coaches alike. We'll see what we can get on from North Alabama to preview that game maybe, but a lot to get to and stay tuned with us. Enjoy your weekend nonetheless and hope you guys are all doing well. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for November 13th, 2020. Have a great weekend and we will talk to you guys soon. Thank you.